folks from Virtual Sheet Music. This is Todd Ale. I'm here today to talk to you about the Fioco Allegro. Matthew wrote in asking for help with this piece, specifically because of the ornaments at measure 37. He says he has trouble with them and can't keep the same tempo as when he starts the piece. He has to slow down and he wants to know if I have any ideas to help. So yes, I do. Let's talk about the Fioco Allegro. First of all, Fioco, Joseph Hector Fioco was a Baroque composer, late Baroque, and this piece was written for keyboard originally, so it's an arrangement of a keyboard piece, one movement of a larger work. We can take different approaches or attitudes to this. One is that it's a Baroque piece, another is that it's a show piece. That's up to you, that's between you and your own teacher. You could also take the attitude that it's a Baroque piece, but also a showpiece, sort of. They didn't think of it that way. Uh, there's a famous quote, I won't get it exactly right, I wrote it out here, it says, Allegro, that's the tempo heading, should be judged so that too much is not demanded of the singer. That was an attitude taken from the Baroque period, meaning don't push yourself so hard that, that it's really, really hard for you to learn it. I've seen many students get to 37, or say 36, take a big red star, and then start much slower. And then when they get to the recap, or the part that sounds like the beginning, then they go faster. So, or back to the original tempo, odd tempo. Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. If you're thinking of it as a Baroque style work, that's probably not exactly right. It's not appropriate to what I think they would have done in the Baroque era. They would have thought of this movement as one basic tempo. Okay, that's the way they considered the movements. Not lots of rubato. However, as a learning tool, it's fine. Okay, I think though that we can consider our alternatives. You have mordens in 38. The mordent is the little squiggly over the notes. What that means is you play the written notes, you go one note up, go back to the written notes. That's the mordent. And then you would resolve it to the next written note. So it'd be this. Anytime you have to do something like that, it's going to slow you down until you're really comfortable with the motion. Uh, I would say that you should practice this with a metronome and keep track daily of how fast you're able to do it. S push yourself and see what you end up with. Can you play that as fast as you can play the rest of the piece? If not, and this is why Matthew wrote in, I'm going to give you an alternative. You can actually cheat here. Instead of starting on the written note, which is C in measure 37, we're going to start on a D. Okay, so it takes one of the notes away. On this one, the F sharp Morden in measure 38, you'd have to just repeat the written note beforehand with the bow, repeat that, and then pull your, your G off or your two off. 
All right, now we can do something else. I was in a master class once with Ida Kavafian, and she was talking about making this one passage articulate. She said it was mushy and you couldn't really hear it, which applies to this, right? She said to pull your fingers sideways, creating a left hand pizzicato in a passage where it's really not articulate, where it sounds like your mouth is full of oatmeal. So you could do that here. Guitarists, I think, would call this a pull-off. So you play, put your three and two down at the same time. I'm back in 37, and just make that snap. Now you'll bow it, and you won't really hear the pizzicato. On this one, start your bow first. So. So, that can actually make it a lot easier. So then when you want to get faster and faster, check the tempo that you're working at at the beginning and aim for that with your metronome. So, understand? It actually is pretty easy once you get the coordination down. A little bit of an accent too, with the bow. You can do too much of that pretty quickly, but a little bit of an accent plus that articulation with the left hand really makes this pop. Okay, so then you can fly with it. Uh, one other thing I wanna say, and there are spots throughout that if you will prepare a note it will be easier for you to play fast. Let me find one real quick. Measure um, 11. You have F sharp, G, A, D. That A to D is a third finger across strings, right? If you're playing as fast as you're capable of playing and you still have to hop, that's gonna slow you down. So what you can do, is prepare that third finger by covering both notes at once. You put your three down on two strings. I'm gonna measure 11, three, three. See my hand didn't move? Okay, that same thing happens again in measure 14. Let's see. Right there, and again. And let's also talk about measure 16. A lot of my students cheat the rhythm. Hold up. Hold up. There's another one of the notes you can prepare. Measure 17 on beat four. That B, if you're coming out of the F sharp, cover two strings. Okay. Now look at the rhythm. It, 16 and then look at the rhythm at 25 to 26. Here's 16. It has a rest. Rest. Now go to 25 to 26. I'll start on the end of two. There's no rest. Do you want to interpret them differently? I actually looked up the original, the keyboard version of this, and it's written that way. It's the same motif, it's exactly the same, but he wrote one with a rest and one without. 
it may have something to do with the chords in the left hand. Anyway, you can put a tiny taper instead of driving in. I think that would be maybe a little closer to a Baroque interpretation. Anyway, the reason that I bring these spots up mostly though is that my students cheat. They don't hold it long enough. So make sure you do. Okay? So there's some ideas on how to work on Fioco Allegro. I hope that helped a lot.